Sometimes life feels out of our control. We get stuck in trauma, old patterns, and change feels out of reach. Sometimes it feels like fate. We want to help you break out of old, unhelpful patterns and become healthier. We're fate resilience, taking control of the outcome. With licensed therapists, Jennifer Oxford, Taylor Madsen, Haley Mayer. Okay, guys, we, we're going to, is this the last of the traumas? We haven't decided if we want to do any more after this. this these were the only ones we planned on. We I think this have... is the first, I think this is a good run of trauma. We may do more later, but <laughs> I, I... Yeah, I'm feeling burned out on the trauma. I think we're feeling just a little, a little overwhelmed. By, Maybe by the this. next episode will be on burnout. <laughs> I know, right? Um, well, maybe next awesome. time we do post-traumatic growth. Oh my gosh, so much, so much to do. Um, so we, this episode is about death as a trauma and, um, we are very aware grief is very much involved with it, but I think we went over grief a lot with the emotions we went over. Um, we've, we've discussed grief in a lot of different capacities and in, in all the traumas that have been involved thus far, there is an element when it comes to death, there is a big trauma involved with it. Um, who wants to, who wants to take it away first? So one of the terms that I like, and as we were, as I was doing some research about this is, is that this is not just all death, but traumatic loss. And so traumatic loss is about it being sudden or unexpected, or there could be an act of violence. Um, there can be, um, I'm trying to think of the list. Taylor, you went through a list earlier. You can help me out. Yeah, if it's untimely, it happens without warning, if it involves violence, if there's damage to the loved one's body, if it was caused by a perpetrator with the intent to harm, if the survivor regards the death as preventable, if the survivor believes that the loved one suffered, or if the survivor regards the death or manner of death as unfair and unjust. Yeah, so this is not... This is an actual level of grief in which we start to experience traumatic symptoms that are going to impact our life more than grief impacts our life because grief does have an impact, but we are actually seeing one of the things they look at with normal grief versus this traumatic loss is that symptoms over time with grief reduce, where with traumatic loss, they found that they do not reduce very well. In fact, sometimes they stay stable or we may even see impacted um experiences increase we talked in our last episode about trauma anniversaries that can be very real when it comes to traumatic loss and that those become debilitating sometimes in the extreme cases so i think it's really important to understand that this is that that it this is more than just a grieving process this is a traumatic loss you know what separates um traumatic loss from grief is this addition of fear, this intersection of fear and loss. Yeah. And I think one of the big things too, is that with, with death, what I am going to say, so when it comes to death, I think it's a very interesting scenario of, along with a lot of other ones, this one, there is really no way you can control or predict that outcome for the most part. Some people, you can kind of predict what's going on around you and the circumstances of people you love and things like that. But this one, like, it's a hard one, just as any other one, but there's so many components involved because some people also, there's expected passings, there are unexpected, there's, you know, 
there's horrendous ones. It's also witnessing someone passing, knowing someone passing or two different things, but can still impact a person similarly. Um, we were just talking about some recent current events that are, you know, involve people, you know, passing in very gruesome ways. And it's one of those things where not only are you then having the trauma of, you know, the, the crisis moment happening, but you also have the trauma of someone, you know, or, or being even just aware of passing and also seeing how that happens. And even the passing of those who we would deem um, the quote unquote bad guys or quote unquote, not okay, can also bring about a huge trauma response. Death is not only impactful when it's someone you love. And I think that that's a really important concept. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's something I wanted to touch on today as well is that when um, we lose uh, or someone that's hurt us dies, mm-hmm. it can be a really complicated experience for us. Oh yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> it's such a messed up experience that how come this person that maybe I even hate is, how come I feel grief around that? And even sometimes if you, if they were somebody who traumatized you, you may have felt like, gosh, if they were dead, I would feel safer. And sometimes that relief doesn't come. So that can be complicated that you anticipated feeling better. um, But you may not feel better. That can happen additionally with people um, who go to jail and those kinds of things. So this ex expectation that once this happens I'll feel better doesn't always work out the way we think it does in our brain yeah and it and it deems just as much um it deems just as much attention from those who are you know going through that with someone that they care about versus someone who has hurt them and they they hate or they despise or whatever just as much attention needs to be shown however much more shame happens mixed in with that death at times when it is someone who we don't see in favorable light. So just to be aware of is that, especially I've I've had so many people come in that, you know, whether it be that people who have abused them in many different ways or people who have um, shown them no sympathy for things when that person on the other side passes they come to me and they say, but I really have no reason to be upset because I didn't like them or they were awful or they did this to me. And it's really important to recognize often the first thing I say is now that's, that's not accurate, right? Like that's, you are a hundred percent allowed to have an emotion, right? It doesn't matter if they did something awful to you or not. Like there's going to be an emotion at times because you know, it's, it's, death and that's okay. But I also don't want to push them and say like, you have to feel something about it yet. So just in that processing of it, just being aware of like, we're just saying be authentic with your emotions, right? If it does have a trauma response, be aware of it and work with it. If it doesn't, not saying you have to create one. I have people who I love and were deeply connected to who passed. And for me, I don't want to say it wasn't traumatic. It was in some capacity, but it definitely, um, you know, for me, just because of my own value system and things like that, it, it wasn't a huge trauma experience as opposed to others, um, who went through the exact same experience. And so I'm not saying create a trauma experience if there isn't one that's there. That's a a key difference for traumatic loss, um, is that it's the perception of trauma for people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Additionally, I think it's important to recognize that emotional distress 
is is what we're talking about not the actual loss but your response to the loss and that's what we're looking at so some things that people might experience with traumatic loss and where they can't go through a, a healthy grieving process is some is numbness numbness is very normal in early grief um numbness past uh, a general market that i use as a therapist is past about three months is something that is starting to show up in a way that's more excessive and I would say that you definitely want to start working with somebody that's that dissociation we've talked about in earlier episodes thanks for saying that correctly everyone says disassociation and just for the viewers there's no a it is dissociation but yeah dissociation which is Jen do you mind paraphrasing what that is in case people don't know what it is it's that out-of-body experience, numbness, disconnection to the, the feelings that you're experiencing, your body. You can feel disconnected to that. You can feel disconnected to what's going on around you. It can feel like you're observing your life versus participating in it. Mm, yeah. um, and really just things aren't very clear. Some other things that you might think is it might be disbelief. I can't believe this happened. Not just a not just in a phrase, but an actual, I'm struggling to come to acceptance and understanding. F Taylor talked about fear is a big part. So traumatic loss is a lot of distrust, distrust sometimes in the people that cause the loss or medical giver, caregivers or other people. Anger is a normal emotion, but it can also be excessive, meaning that anger is meant to protect us and if it's not protecting if it's starting to get in the way of us functioning that would be a time where i would say we need to look at it as a trauma response and not a normal grief response mm -hmm. emptiness hopelessness that's excessive again i want to say that these things are normal in grief but when they don't recover after about six months you're starting to see this as a traumatic loss that you might want to get some help with. And then one thing we see too is the sense of futility or the inability to reinvest. So one of the things with the stages of grief that um, we know now is an important part of healing is reinvestment. And so when you can't do that and you're getting stuck in the moment of grief and the moment of loss, that's not a normal emotional processing release. You're stuck in the depth of the emotion versus being able to release it. And we've talked previously about how trauma therapies are there to help you release those stuck emotions. Mm -hmm. So when you're saying like the inability to, sorry, what was it? Was it like to move on or to get past it? I forget what uh, we're going to use just there reinvest reinvest that's right are you also talking about when it comes to the inability to reinvest um like in other relationships because of the fear of death happening again is that kind of what you're talking about that absolutely could be it um mm -hmm. sometimes parents who've lost a child have a hard time reinvesting and parenting their other children reinvesting and going back to work is something we see with just engaging loss. in any domain right um and having hope and value in the future so we see a lot of what's the point and again short phases of that very normal long extended phases that do not see any relief and i would say again six months is a good time to say if i'm still feeling exactly the same i feel as the as when i felt before or it's getting worse that's when i would reach out to a therapist and start some trauma work i would even reach out um, after a traumatic loss the same day because mm -hmm. uh, we talked about in the fear episode there's a new connection made in the brain if we can do trauma work within 24 hours that connection is undone 
Um, but some of these symptoms of traumatic loss can happen uh, even within the first month. I, I love that you said that because absolutely six months is the longest you should go. The sooner after, the soonest, sorry, the sooner you can go after traumatic loss would be best case scenario. Um, and this is one of the reasons that we recommend having a therapist that you work with or having somebody you know, if something happened, this is who I would go to. This is part of just mental health in your own care. Just like I know which hospital I would go to if I had an yeah. injury. I know what therapist I would go to if I had a traumatic loss. We've had we've had individuals come to us days after someone's passed or days after a tragic event. Um, when I worked in the school system, especially one of the big things is that if there was ever a student injury or passing, sorry, you're fine. If there's ever a student injury or passing, um, we tried to make sure there were therapists or some sort of therapist available. Um, for the students next day, next school day, um, giving out referrals if we need to for people in the community. And I think that that's just an important thing. It's it's not saying that, you know, oh, we anticipate you can't handle this and you can't function, but it's saying like, hey, you just were handed more difficulties. Um, we want you to be able to function in a really, you know, successful way. Um, and that doesn't mean you have to be out of the grief. Again, we're referencing that emotion. You don't have to be out of grief in this period of time, but what you do need to be doing is recognizing how do I safely stay within this emotion um, and recognize that this, this traumatic event doesn't have to overshadow and be the only thing that I am, you know, participating in, um, in this moment. And so I, I always applaud people who are able to get in and notice that for themselves very early on. I like that you said that because sometimes we focus on um, just how deep your emotions are. The other thing to pay attention to is people who are avoiding a response. So mm -hmm. if you see somebody who's acting as if they are not upset, again, this is not it, a traumatized response is exaggerated, but not necessarily exaggerated negative. Sometimes people could have a numbing or avoidance response to this traumatic grief and saying, I'm fine, everything's fine. Um, sometimes going back to work too soon or re-engaging in normal life can be one of the ways people avoid. Um, or if you're seeing them not talk about it, not process their emotions in healthy ways, or even uh, starting to avoid things like attending a funeral, if that's appropriate, talking mm -hmm. about their feelings about the loss um, or things that led up to the death, maybe again, if something happened at school and people are avoiding school or if something happened um, to, to people your own age starting to not be around your friends and those kinds of things, it's really important to just see that too as the avoidance of processing emotion is also which, can be a sign. Which is exactly what dissociation is, right? It's, it's trying to disconnect. It's trying to not sit in that emotion. It's trying to find anything else but to be in that emotion in that moment. You know, we right. just unplug from our body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, it is something that um, I know that I've experienced with traumatic losses. Sometimes uh, I definitely will go into working a lot more. I go into kind of, oh, I can control work. And so um, when my father passed away, suddenly I was putting a lot of hours into work and avoiding some things. I, luckily, I was able to do some work around that. But it's important to see that as not necessarily a healthy processing. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. 
The other thing that we know about trauma, but just to be aware of is to, is the emotional, physical arousal states that people will be in. Again, because it's a traumatized response, we're going to see increased irritability, like bigger um, responses of anger, trouble sleeping with that doesn't get better, decreased concentration, a drop in grades, stomach aches, headaches, performance at work. These kinds of things are a sign that the body is stuck in either fight, fight, freeze, or fawn. And we really need to pay attention to those physical symptoms, um, especially for those who might be dissociating in their activities. Well, the only other thing I would add here is that there are, there are three symptoms that I would pay attention to in the, in the traumatized grief. One that we've talked about a little bit is long lasting, um, longing for the deceased, meaning that this yearning, um, that goes on and on and on and never recovers, um, and doesn't improve. And then distressing intrusive thoughts. That is something that we should pay attention to if you continue to have distressing intrusive thoughts. Like you can't stop thinking about how they suffered or how it should have been me. Right, exactly. And then again, intense um, anger or bitterness over death that doesn't resolve. So those are three that I would say as we look at what we look at when we're treating it, those would be the symptoms that um, as a therapist I would really look for initially and then some of the other ones we've talked to about would be something. But those three are, are big ones to say this is a complicated, prolonged grief that we need to look at quickly. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review. And if you want to find us on social media, we're on Instagram and Facebook at Fate Resilience. We'd love to hear from you.